Good evening, everyone. Evan Lee Rammer with you. Coming to you, going solo tonight from right here at good old WGNS. Got a couple of topics we're going to cover tonight. And uh, from what I've seen on Facebook already, one of them is going to be a good topic, I'm sure. We're going to talk a little bit about infrastructure. We've got another topic we're going to talk about before we get into that, if we could, for just a few minutes. And uh, got a new man on the board tonight. Jackson's with us. Going to do a good job, I'm sure. And uh, we're glad to have him here. All right. Are you ready to kick it off? Yep. Okay. But without further ado, but for now, my name is Evan Lee Raymer, and yes, I am still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. Right, and that is a little stiff upper lip from ACDC, and this is the Evan Lee Raymer Show, and I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS AM 1450, 100.5, or 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach us tonight with your questions, comments, ideas at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. You can also send us a text at that number, and our producer will be glad to read it over the air for those of you who do not wish to be heard live, and some of you may not wish to. We understand that. You can also listen to us via the Internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com. And go to my Facebook page. I think we're up and running, or if we're not, we will be soon. Uh, at the Edwin Lee Ramers Show on WGNS. You can also download WGNS, take the WGNS app with you, and listen whenever you, wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. And take all of the programs that WGNS has. We've got some good ones here. Uh, Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Angela Bingham, she just left. She's on from 6 till 7 every Sunday night with the Simplicity Broadcast. Jason Qualls does his. I try to listen to Jason. If I'm out in the car, I listen to him just about every afternoon at 4, unless there's a baseball game or something like that. Of course, baseball's over now. And, of course, we do a lot of sporting events here, too. So Jason does a good job and uh, has been here. Uh, he's been here longer than I have. So I've been here a little over eight years. So anyway, glad to have you with us. I think a bunch of you are listening tonight. I pick up the paper today. Uh, the Tennessean has an insight into a topic that some of you, maybe not all of you, are familiar with. And this is a, an opinion piece written, and I think this is written by David Plazis. Plazis, I think is his name, I believe. I'll give credit here in just a minute. It's Children Ill-Served in Rutherford County by Punitive Justice and judge Rutherford County Rutherford juvenile judge Donna Scott Davenport who has served on the bench since 2000 is responsible for this failure which harmed children and taxpayers a judge a jail administrator and law enforcement officers in Rutherford County over many years harmed hundreds of children whose pain will never be eased by a mere $5,800 payout per illegal arrest and incarceration from a multi-million dollar court settlement. That's your tax dollars, Rutherford County. Their civil rights were violated when they were legally incarcerated for misdemeanor 
or made up offenses before standing trial. Their childhoods were damaged. Their faith in the criminal justice system irrecoverably was broken. The system told these children, overwhelmingly black, for at least two decades or more, that they were second-class citizens whose rights and due process did not matter. Now, to give you an example of what was happening here, unlike most of Tennessee, which incarcerates only 5% of the children referred to juvenile court, Rutherford County locked up nearly 48% of them. Rutherford County Court Judge Donna Scott Davenport, who has served on the bench since 2000, is responsible for this failure. These were her policies, but she has not faced consequences, not has she, nor has she publicly addressed the horrendous impact she made on the children or taxpayers' wallets. In June, plaintiffs in a suit against the county reached an $11 million settlement, but only a fraction of the nearly 1,500 children eligible for the money made a claim by the October 29th deadline. Why would they? Why would they trust a judge, police officer, or any other authority to treat them fairly? These abuses went on for years. The Daily News Journal has documented over many years the abuses against children, including the heinous arrest in 2016 of at least 10 children, and I do remember this, including four at Hobgood Elementary, for a fight broadcast on YouTube. The fight was off campus, and not all the children were arrested participated in the skirmish. In the Hobgood case, these kids, these were kids ages 8 to 11 who needed guidance, not incarceration. The law and order punish the child approach is antiquated and abusive. And it goes on to, to con, you can see this article, it's uh, in the, the Tennessean. And it was written uh, here, I've got it here by David Plazas on behalf of the USA Today Network ten, Tennessee editors, including Michael Anastasia, Maria DeVarin, De I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Maria, I'm sorry, Gary Estwick, Mark Russell, Joel Christopher, and Mr. Plazas himself. And they listen to them where you can contact them. Accountability is necessary. In October, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee said the actions of the juvenile court in Tennessee deserve to be reviewed. There is an urgency to complete this review sooner than later. The community from local pastors to the statewide NAACP are demanding real justice. In 2020, multiple cities deem racism a public health crisis. The crisis worsens when officials commit racist acts in the name of justice. Davenport should resign and not seek re-election in 2022. To my information that I have right now, she has no plans to do so. If any of you know any different, please let me know. Rutherford County needs new leadership and a new philosophy on the juvenile court bench. Children have rights and are innocent before being proven guilty. Children should not be treated like adults. They deserve proportional and just treatment for whatever wrongdoing they may have committed. Adults have an obligation to protect them and to keep them safe. This is not happening in Rutherford County. Now, let me say this. I know Judge Davenport. I've known her for uh, more than 20 years, okay? Uh, I've served papers for her court. Uh, Michelle Hauser, uh, an attorney here, she advertised, Michelle is a sponsor of, of mine, advertises here with us. Uh, we've served many a paper. I've served them right there in, in uh, Judge Davenport's uh, courtroom, or not the courtroom itself, but there in the, in the vestibule, in the entryway. And so our paths have crossed over the years. I'm not doing any process service now. Um, 
people uh, have, uh, you know, gotten there over the last five years or so, reached the point they don't think they have to accept a subpoena. Like some other guy I know, former, he's an ex-president, I think, some retiree down in Florida. Um, and then and there's an opinion poll, of course, in the Rutherford County uh, edition of the editorial from the Tennessee, and it's a reprint, basically, is what it is. But it's costing you, the taxpayer, $11 million. What about it? Think that's good enough? Think that's enough? I don't know. Tell you what we're going to do, Jackson. If we can, let's go to our first series of breaks. If you don't, if you don't mind, thanks to all of our sponsors. Thank you all. Thank you, folks, for listening. We'll get into this thing when we get back. Give me a call 615-893-1450, and we'll be back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.burrow familylegal.com. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's PIofMT.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at CompleteYardCareTN.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Muller's Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, thank you. Appreciate it, Jackson. Wanted to get that piece of business out of the way. And um, I need ask Dalton where our clock is, if you don't mind. 
I'd like to have that Clark. <laughs> Thank you. That's good enough right there. That's fine. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, that'll do it. I just like to have a clock in front of me. Folks, listen, by the way, if you ever call when I'm up here on a Sunday night, and many of you have done this or sent me a text or whatever, I appreciate it. But lots of times I can't answer those right in that hour, okay? So call the station, okay? And you can send a text to the station. At, uh, same number, 615-895-1430, okay? Eight nine five fourteen thirty, and uh, again, the opinion is given here on uh, Donna Davenport. Um, these arrests included um, the three children uh, of. Uh, Zacchaeus Crawford, two of them who were not present at the 2016 Hobgood fight, were all were arrested anyway. They include an unnamed 15-year-old boy whom Davenport ordered into solitary confinement even though he suffered from developmental disabilities. Um, it's, uh, you know, this is uh, a situation that's going to have to be dealt with, and uh, the accountability is, uh, is the answer, you know. Uh, another one, uh, let's see here. Nashville has student-led restorative justice tribunals in schools to avoid sending children through the prison pipeline. Uh, in 2017, Nashville Chief U.S. District Court Judge Waverly D. Crenshaw Jr. ruled that Davenport's 2003 order to arrest and incarcerate children was illegal. That was in 2003. Taxpayers are on the hook. For millions of dollars in restitution. And again, it's $11 million settlement applies only to people born in 1997 or later. Many more before 1997 could have indelibly effect, been indelibly affected. Um, so, and a lot of the people that were involved in this now, of course, this is over a 20-year period. A lot of those young people have grown up. They've got families of their own. They may even live out, out of state. Um, who knows, you know, so, uh, all right, just to bring that to your attention. And like I said, I'm going this alone tonight. So anyway, now we've got a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that has passed and looks like it's going to be going into effect. Now, People are all, you know, what's in it? What's in it? What's in it? What's in it? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the higher ups want to know what's in it for me. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to read this for you. Roads, this is again from the Tennessean Today. Okay. This is by Mary Claire Jelonic with the Associated Press from Washington, D.C. The House has passed a $1 trillion bipartisan plan. To rebuild roads and bridges, modernize public work systems, and boost broadband internet, among other major improvements to the nation's infrastructure. The legislation now goes to President Joe Biden for his signature. Once it is signed by the president, the new law will reach virtually every corner of the country. A historic investment that the president has compared with the building of the Transcontinental Railroad and Interstate Highway System. The White House is projecting that the investments will add, an, on average, about 2 million jobs per year over the coming decade. The bill cleared the House late Friday on a 228-206 to 206 vote 
ending weeks of inter-party negotiations in which liberal Democrats insisted the legislation be tied to a larger $1.75 trillion social spending bill, an effort to pressure more moderate Democrats to support both. The Senate passed the legislation on a 69-30 to 30 vote in August after rare bipartisan negotiations, and the House kept that compromise, compromise intact. Thirteen House Republicans voted for the bill. I guess miracles do exist. Giving Democrats more than enough votes to overcome a handful of defections from progressive. Now, they list here a breakdown of what, uh, here's a breakdown of the bill that Biden is expected to sign soon into law. Okay, let's talk about first and foremost. If you drove a car today, you drove on a road, probably across the road and across the bridge somewhere. The bill would provide $110 billion to repair the nation's aging highways, bridges, and roads. According to the White House, 173,000 total miles of America's highways and major roads and 45,000 bridges are in poor condition. And the almost $40 billion for bridges is the single largest dedicated bridge investment since the construction of the interstate highway system, according to President Biden's administration. Now, I want to say something about this. Um... Our local friend up here, who's here and has run for Congress a couple times himself, he's been a guest on my show, it was just a couple weeks ago, Stephen Reynolds. Stephen campaigned on this. And apparently, no one wanted to hear it. Okay? We were coming back. Uh, I think I may have told this on the air once already, but I'm, I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. We were coming back from Kentucky. We'd had, uh, back a month or so ago, we'd had uh, late summer, we'd had a couple of funerals we had to attend, one for my own aunt, one for a, a very dear friend. Uh, his mother had passed. and So as we're coming back that afternoon, one afternoon, well, from one of the, one of the, 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 uh, one of the funerals, the traffic had reached a standstill on I-24, coming out of Clarksville, and we were crossing bridges. And for the first time in my life, I saw exactly what Stephen Reynolds had been talking about. And a good friend of ours, Hooper Peniel, had told me years ago, said, you know, if you're, you're getting ready to cross the bridges uh, in, in some of these big trucks, you might want to get out there and look at the bridge and see, make sure that thing's safe. Because we've got some older bridges in Tennessee that's not really that safe. We had one across Mississippi down there just recently, and I think they've got that repaired now. I'm not sure. We were coming down I-24, and we'd reached a standstill, and we were sitting on a bridge, one with the concrete rails and what have you, okay? Uh, side rails. I looked over at the bottom, and the concrete is starting to break away from the bridge and the rebar is showing through okay now i went and looked to see we have a caller callers on the line hold on hold on i'll be with him just a minute i went back to look and see when construction really how long i-24 has been open it opened roughly in 1970 so we're looking at better 90 2000 you're looking at 50 years and this is going to have to be done. 
Now, I'm venturing to say that those bridges have had nothing done to them in 50 years. And that's the toll that sun, wind, rain, salt, ice, snow takes on concrete. Anything will tear up. Just because it's concrete still doesn't mean it won't tear up. Okay. We have a caller on the line. Caller, please. You're on with Evan Lee Raymer. Go ahead. Hey, Ed. Jason Qualls. How are you, my friend? Hello, Jason. How are you? Normally, I just meet you at Kroger. <laughs> First time, long time. Right? <laughs> yeah. How First are you? Time caller. Yes. Long time listener. I don't know. How's that go? Well, I'll try. I'll, I'll return the favor. I'll, I'll try to listen to you every afternoon at 4 o'clock if I'm are, out in the are car. Are you going to call my show? You know, I have to do a live show for that time. No, you're not live. I'm live. So you, <laughs> I see you've been doing some exchanges with some people on Facebook. Uh, you, you, boy, you're making friends yeah, fast. Did, did Rob come? Because Rob would be the one to kind of disseple this argument, right? <laughs> so is Trump the reason that our property taxes went up, or is it just because our city council said, hey, let's just raise taxes? Well, I would say maybe I'd love go, to go to the city council. Maybe, I'm, I'm maybe, that, say, maybe the Facebook exchange is right. I just never thought. So the federal government defunded the city, so they had to raise their taxes. Well, you know, and that's another thing. Now, I don't pay city taxes because we're out, we're out in the county, okay? Oh, but well, uh, some of the county taxes went up. Some of the, the county taxes <laughs> went up as well. But let me ask you something, Jason. How do you feel about this infrastructure bill? To be honest, a long time has been since I have politics, like precisely to know what's in it. And that's because I've become so cynical. It really doesn't matter what the media tells me. I really am skeptical of all of it anyway. Right, sure. So I, I'm not opposed to it. Right. I'm opposed to some of the fluff in it, you know, the stuff they added about taxes and income. Just stuff like that. That's what I'm, I'm... Well, and you know there's going to be pork in it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what... It, that, that's right. All, that's why I was trying to get... A, that's all legislation. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like money for Kentucky because some Republican voted for it, and it's for Kentucky in one county. It's like $20 million. I'm like, how did they vote for this? Well, <laughs> and then there's a lot of people that didn't vote for it that will be reaping the benefits of it. And going back home over the break... And bragging about all the good work they're doing. <laughs> so, I mean, but I get, you follow this stuff more closely. Obviously, the person I was exchanging with, he, he he's ever thinks more closely of the the infrastructure bill than I do. What do you think? You think it's a good you, politics aside? I know you lean more. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. That's fine. I, I think it's just like what I was saying. If you heard me, I saw on I twenty four with my own eyes the damage that's happened to, to all those bridges out there. The concrete is starting to break away. This is on a major interstate, a major thoroughfare right here right here in Middle Tennessee. And if it can happen there, goodness knows what it can happen anywhere else. Do you, do you agree with that? I mean, and I'm not trying to put well, you in well, a corner. I don't mean to. My it. ignorance is, is that part. I was always at the deal. That's a state issue, not a federal issue. Well, but they've got to, where do you think, get their money? Because the only people that's allowed to print money, of course, is the federal government. So, uh, you know, and I don't get me wrong. I, I think they've drawn the presses way over time. But here's the thing. Sooner or later, everything wears out is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. And, and that's what Stephen Reynolds was trying to get at, too. But no one wanted to hear it because it's just not sexy, you know. 
Right. So what say you? So without this bill, what happens? Well, without the bill, first of all, it's going to employ a lot of people. But without the bill, uh, you're going to you're going to continue oh, to see know, our roads are going to die. It was well, I guess here's I think what most people view it, that are on my side. I hate both sides of politics. I think there was probably a way to get this done that would really improve infrastructure where this is too much crap on both sides it's it's really not going to get anything done there'll be some things to get done but the, the things that really need it most we're not going to see any improvement that's what we're talking about right you want to see right major yep. change you really think this is going to there's going to be follow-through with this i don't think so you don't think there will and i can understand no, your sen- I no i understand your cynicism i i can see that too but I do know, and like I said, I'd never seen it before until we were stuck there on I-24. And I knew then what Stephen Reynolds had been talking about. That concrete is starting to break away from the guard from the side rails. I mean, friend, that's an expense that's going to have to be, something's going to have to be done. Now, now, I would say underneath the bridge is not near as bad as what's on top, obviously, because underneath doesn't face all that weather. But none, nonetheless, a lot of wear and tear, a lot of trucks, and a lot of a lot of cargoes cross that bridge over fifty years. You know. And this is the federal government's problem. Right. But to funnel that money down, and also let me let me. I've got. Have you looked at the paper? I didn't know if you'd seen the paper today or not. Um, they, yeah. If they, I don't read any news, man, it makes you wonder, like, to be the person that jumps off that bridge, and, I'm, and obviously I say that tongue-in-cheek, but <laughs> yeah, the way okay. political news is just portrayed today, I can't read any of local or Well, it, it benefits roads and bridges. I'm breaking this, making this simple now, okay? Public it's transit, passenger it's and freight rail. It's supposed to. Yeah. Electric vehicles, airports, water and wastewater modernizing the electric grid, and Internet access. Now, let me tell you about the wastewater because we had our new manager of uh, Consolidated Utility Utility District up, and this is one area where Rutherford County is ahead of the game. Believe it or not, they have been ahead of the game on this, and I was just pleased as punch. Um, He he was up here. He explained it to us. uh, The show's on, uh, on podcast. We've got it. And... This is one area where Rutherford County, now I don't know about the other counties, but I, but Rutherford County is ahead of the game because they're ready for the increase. As you know, we've got another 300,000 that's going to be moving in here by 2035. That's a bunch of people, you know. And we're going to have to have roads and bridges. But I have said, Jason, here in Rutherford County, we've had it pretty doggone good. You know, I mean, most of our infrastructure is, is newer, you know, because we've had such growth, would you would you buy that? Uh, yeah, for for a large everything, obviously the the whether it's the city or the county, they pick and choose, and I don't think they always pick and choose what needs the improvement the most. Right. But with the growth, you know, you know yeah. what I mean by that. Like you'll go down a county road, you're like, well, why are they making improvements to this road? There's a far worse road over here. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah. But my deal is, no matter what legislation is passed, I don't care if it's about roads, I don't care if it's about education, those are probably the two that you could probably make tangible. 
nothing really ever stuff gets passed, but does it get better? You really think this is going to matter? Well, the devil's in the details. Is that not right? <laughs> like, how many education bills have we had? I don't know. Uh, yeah, is, is uh, education better? I know education for all. So we have this uh, no child left behind. They call yeah. it infrastructure, but right. Okay. Is, yeah. it, is it really going to do anything, or is it just a way to take our money and do something wasteful with it? Which is what I believe. And now, there's people on the right that believe this is stupid as all get out. It's people on the left. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm in the middle, and I'm cynical. I think it's just terrible because I don't trust politicians with my money at all. Right. I don't care what part of their ability. And I understand that. I, I understand so that cynicism. I understand that. So. But you believe you believe this is a positive. I believe it's a positive. Yes, I think it is. I really do. Okay. But I mean, like I said, the devil's in the details, and I'll stand corrected. You know. I'm a big boy. I got to stand. I got to, you know, uh, make your bed. You got to lay in it. So <laughs> now, what's on your show? What's on your plate this week? You got guests coming up? No, I think the financial world is changing pretty rapidly. I think the biggest confusion of, of, of the times we're in is that the, one of the Facebook comments that we're making is on the stock market is up. Right. But we're in this kind of weird economic time right right you yeah half the people thinking that we're on this shaky ground and then other people may not care but why is the stock market going up when we're in this weird time and now, I i'd leave that to you to people, answer seriously that, well a corporation if they're making money the stock market's gonna make money i don't care who's in office i don't care if it's the orange man i don't care if it's the guy who can't speak sentences <laughs> i don't care if it's the guy from texas or anyone else the stock market will go up if corporations make money. They drive the market. They drive politics. Right. It's not the other way around. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of pent-up demand. Supply chain issues, whatever, whatever's causing it. There's more profit out there. The market's going higher, is my view. I mean, that it wrong. is. Yeah, that it is. It but went up when President if, Obama if it was like there. Back pre-COVID, yeah. the Dow would be so much higher than it is now. Right. Yeah. And uh, maybe not for so good reasons because of money's out there that wasn't out there before, but doesn't change the fact that corporations are making money. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. And you're you're a financial man. You're a certified financial planner. Do you think, looking back? that COVID had some type of a positive effect when it comes to stock market, money in general, to get everyone to slow down and let's, okay, let's get a breath. Let's take a look at where we are. Let's face it. Business is not going to be conducted the same. My wife's working from home three days a week. See what I'm saying? Well, to say that corporations figured out they could make more money with less, yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and no, employment is never going to be the same ever. Right. They're they're going to find ways. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You're, I agree with you. Well, where are these people? Where are these people getting all the money? Because they say they're leaving their jobs in record numbers. I mean, do you have any lowdown on that? Who's leaving them? 
I see those stories, but there are all these other. We see it with, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. So we see it in our own environment. Right. But yeah, I don't really know know where that's happening. Well, I know because it seems like. It will never be replaced. There's some jobs that will never come back. But do you really feel like we're in this massive exodus of employment? I, I don't. I really don't. I think some things have changed as far as the way employment is handled. Like I said, my wife worked at home for more than a year and continued to do her job, and everything went right on. And, you know, the company continued to produce income, you know, even during the worst of the COVID she may situation. never go back, I would assume. Well, I don't know. You've been locked up with me for a solid year. <laughs> I ain't going to let her go back because she's too good a cook, you know. <laughs> but, no, that's what I told Mayor Ketron one night. He said, well, how is Because she'd been, Joni had been there about eight months at that time. He said, well, how is she? How is she? I said, well, who wouldn't be wild about being locked up with Ed Raymer for eight months? Can you imagine how lucky you'd be? For real. I said, 14 minutes with the other way to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Your day will be great tomorrow. I'll but tell you, you gotta... I want to go back. Let's get Rob on this show. I don't want Rob Mitchell personally, but, but this, it's been the accusation is that Republican tax cuts made local property taxes increase. I'd love to know what his thoughts are on that. All right. Let's see if we can get him. Rob, I know you listen all the time. Rob Mitchell, if you're listening, I never thought of that. I've never even considered that. No, not you that. may run him off. No, he may. <laughs> <laughs> but I get this funding that flows from federal to state to like it all. And I ain't trying to figure all that out. My deal is that it, I don't know. I, I just I have a whole cynical view of politicians. And I think some people need to kind of come back towards the middle and leave their left or right view, in my opinion. I don't think they serve us very well these days. Okay. All right. Well, I want to tell you something. I thank you for calling. I appreciate hey, it. Man, first no. time I've ever called a radio show, and I'm glad it's yours. Well, <laughs> I am too. Uh, <laughs> and I do listen to you a lot of afternoons. I really do. And, uh, you know, you got some, some guys that are pretty sharp. You're like me. You can't know everything, and you know you can't know everything. And you got, no, you know, absolutely. your, you know, uh, uh, planning. It's like, I mean, I think I told, I may have even told you once, you know, it's like uh, planning your, your funerals and all your last uh, final arrangements, all that. And a man told us that at a, at a seminar once. He said, folks, don't do your estate planning with tears running down your cheeks, you know. And well, that's correct. That's it's totally crazy. You know, you need to be ready to do all this while you're in your prime, you know, and get with a man. And folks, if you listen, I mean, you need to get with Jason. He's here on WGNS. Well, well no one wants to think about death and all that stuff. And I sure, I understand. People that are it's kind of in the business. They need to talk about insurance and death and even money. Nobody wants to talk about their personal finances, right? That's a tough conversation. Sure, but. You're doing, you mentioned estate planning. You're doing that stuff with people you leave behind. Right. You're not doing it for years. Right, right. So you're only being selfish if you don't make that decision beforehand. Sure, for your children and, and all that, and, right. and funeral arrangements and, and all that, which, uh, 
you know, hey, it's like the old saying goes, none of us gets out alive, you know. So, uh, you know, Jason. Well, Ed, I appreciate it, man, and thank you for the time, and I enjoyed the conversation. I always enjoy talking to you. Well, I I, I feel the same way here. I really do because, uh, you know, you and I, uh, there's few of us that are up here because a lot of the programming here at WGNS comes from other places, as you well know. But we're the local guys. And, uh, of course, Brian and, and John do all the sports and all that. And of course, the flagship station, of course, for for Middle Tennessee State University. And uh, that's a big deal. And, of course, the Braves won the World Series. So, uh, you know. Absolutely. You know, can't can't argue with that. Um, my friend, let me let you go. Our, our uh, producer, Jackson, will talk to you in just a second, Jason, okay? All right, buddy. Thank and I'll let you much. go. Thank you so See much. You Have a good show. See Thank you. you. Take care. And that is Jason Qualls with, uh, he's a certified financial planner. Jason Qualls Show. Check with him. And, um, okay, thank you, Dalton. I appreciate it. And check with him on your financial needs. Jason's a good guy. I'll tell you what I want to do. Jackson, I know this is a little impromptu. I want to go ahead and do our, uh, go ahead and go, let's go to a break right now if we could. And uh, listen, the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. All of you listen. Rob Mitchell, if you're out there, give me a call because Jason wants to hear from you. Talk to you later. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.burrow.com. FamilyLegal.com. That's Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at PI of MT. Com. That's P-I of M-T dot com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. 
That's J. Muller's Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. All right. Thank you, Jackson. We're back. And I think we've got a caller on the line, so hold on a minute. We'll get you here. Uh, yes, caller, you're on the air live. Go right ahead. How's it going, Mr. Ramey? How you doing? Hey, Jeff, how are you? Well, yeah, I was say you were talking about the infrastructure deals. I think it's something that's needed. I don't know how long, but uh, I saw where Ms. Green, the uh, the uh, congresswoman there, was talking about the uh, progressive that voted, progressive that voted against it. She loved them, but the GOPers that voted for it, she said they they uh, went over party lines. She didn't like them. But uh, what I wanted to ask you about was this uh, Davenport, the uh, judge. Right. She say if she was to resign, then would they have to have a special election of her? Is she appointed or how does that work? You know, I that, my wife was asking me that before I left the house, and I do not know. It said she runs for re-election in 2022. Okay. So I would guess if she were to resign that – she would have the, the, I don't know, I guess the governor appoints someone. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know she appointed her. She had to run for office. I just didn't know. That's why I was wondering. I don't know. She's held that position for 20 years, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's that's a good question. And, uh, yeah. But, of course, you know, and, and let me say this. I, uh, I know Donna. I've known her for, again, more than 20 years. She used to live out by me. And, uh you know, we've always got along great. Like I said, I've served papers in her court, and you know, uh, you know, you mix the better with the sweet in that business. That's just part of it. In court, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know, that, that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. it's a very, it's a good point. Uh, but I think it's a four-year term. I, I don't know, Jeff. I really don't. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't sure. I didn't know what the, what the whole, uh, what the, whole, what the whole deal was there. But, but of course, you know, the, the Virginia elections this week. You know, everybody talking about the. Talk about the uh, you know the, that the Democrats have to do something for 2022. Because I don't know what's going to happen that year out. So you don't never know. Of course, I think is, is it next year that, that Lee has to run for election. He's going to run is next year, right? Next yeah. Year. I, I just didn't know if, if you know, who would who would oppose. I've heard a couple people might try to primary him. I don't know, but he's going to see what happens there. But <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to. That's what I wanted to ask you about was was that boy if she was appointed or. I'll just hang on this and I enjoy your show and have a good. Let me ask you one thing. What do you think about them Braves? Well, I'm not a big Braves fan, Cubs fan, so I'm not a Braves fan. But but what what I do think is if you you think your football ain't got no darn defense, after last night they need to get them a defense that they couldn't stop Tennessee. So that's kind of. But that's that's the way it goes. They're going to, you know, every time they beat Kentucky now, they jump up and down because years ago they beat them. It wasn't no rivalry. Does start Tuesday. They're going to play Tuesday night. They play, they play Duke. Duke, Duesday night. Duke Tuesday night. Good so, deal. I'll try to. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Jeff Neal, regular listener. We appreciate it. And uh, to go over a little bit more of what's going on here with this bill, uh, the infrastructure bill. We were talking about Jason had called in. Again, thanks to Jason Qualls for calling in. I appreciate it. And Jeff, too. Thank you very much. Um, 
uh, it uh, let me let me say this before getting into all all this, okay? Uh, it uh, uh, Dalton went and crunched the numbers. This is weeks ago we did this, and I asked him to crunch the numbers over Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal, which was what I'm gonna say what seventy years ago, I guess. I think uh, maybe longer than seventy five years ago, whatever. Uh, in those days, and it had started out with the president asking for $1.9 trillion. That's when all this, this started, okay? Then, uh, so I said, crunch the numbers and see what you come up with. What would the New Deal of President Roosevelt have cost in today's dollars? I've told you this before. $1.8 trillion. Now, needless to say, We've got a lot more roads and bridges in this country than we had when the New Deal was, was put together, right? Okay. And it's time to upgrade in a major, major way. Now, I agree with Jason. There's a lot of pork, I'm sure, in this, in this building. We all know that there always is, okay? There's been pork in these bills since... They first hit the gavel and called, you know, a session of Congress to order. It's going to be that way, and anything you can do about it. And even people that vote against the bill will rip their states, their counties, their districts, will reap the rewards of this bill. Okay? So it's not like, you know, everybody loses. To some degree, everyone wins. Now, Let's get to taxes. How is this going to be paid for? We're going to get to that. In the Tennessean, it, 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 it puts a paragraph down here. The five-year spending package, this is for over five years, it says, would be paid for by tapping $210 billion in unspent COVID-19 relief aid and $53 billion in unemployment insurance aid some states have halted. Sound familiar? Along with an array of other smaller pots of money, like petroleum reserve sales and spectrum auctions for 5G services. Okay? Now, taxes are lower than they have been in 50 years. Okay? Lower than they've been in 50 years. Folks, sooner or later, this this gravy train is going to be over. It's going to be pulling into the station. And I'm afraid we had all better get ready for this, whether we want it or not. Because every politician, and we had some right here in this county and this city, that got stuck with this thing. Because all you heard from every politician, not on my watch, won't be no taxes raised on my watch. Well, guess what? year or two ago, there were some taxes raised, and people raised cane. But I got news for you. Federal taxes are lower than they've been in 40 years, but it's not going to continue to be that way. It can't. And I know those printing presses in Washington at the U.S. Mint are running probably 24 hours a day printing those $100 bills out. Okay? But sooner or later, we're going to have to pay for this now, that's, that's the downside, okay? Now, let me go over what this said. I read you the part about roads and bridges. Again, this is from 
uh, the Associated Press and the Tennessean Today, and from uh, Mary Clara Jolinick. I hope I'm pronouncing your, your name right, Mary. Public transit, the $39 billion, billion for public transit in the legislation would expand transportation systems, improve accessibility for people with, with disabilities, and provide dollars to state and local governments to buy zero-emission and low-emission buses. The Department of Transportation estimates that the current repair backlog is more than 24,000 buses, 5,000 rail cars, 200 stations, and thousands of miles of track and power systems. Okay? We've talked about the public transportation system putting a rail to here in Rutherford County between Nashville and I've talked about it with people, where we've, and we've discussed it till we're blue in the face. Is it going to happen this time? <laughs> Wait and see, you know? Now, passenger and freight rail. To reduce Amtrak's maintenance backlog, which has worsened since Superstorm Sandy nine years ago, the bill would provide $66 billion to improve the rail service's 457-mile-long northeast corridor, as well as other routes. It's less than the $80 billion Biden, who famously rode Amtrak from Delaware to D.C. during his time in the Senate, originally asked for. It's less than $80 billion. But it would be the largest federal investment in passenger rail service since Amtrak was founded 50 years ago. And Amtrak is not a small outfit, as you know. Okay. Electric vehicles. Now, this is something that's getting more and more press every single day. The bill would spend $7.5 billion for electric vehicle charging stations, which the administration says are critical to accelerating the use of electric vehicles to curb climate change. It would also provide $5 billion for the purchase of electric school buses and hybrids. Reducing reliance on school buses that run on diesel fuel. And we've got a bunch of those right here in Rutherford County. Internet access, another topic that Stephen Reynolds had been had been campaigning on. You know, broadband access. Access, I'm sorry. The legislation the legislation sixty five billion for broadband access would aim to improve internet services for rural areas low-income families, and tribal communities. Most of the money would be made available through grants to states. Modernizing the electric grid to protect against the widespread power outages that have become more frequent in outages that have become more frequent in recent years, the bill would spend $65 billion to improve the reliability and resiliency of the nation's power grid. It would also boost carbon capture, capture technologies and more environmentally friendly electricity sources like clean hydrogen. Okay. Airports, the bill would spend $25 billion to improve runways, gateways, and taxiways at airports to improve terminals. It would also improve aging infrastructure at air traffic control towers. All right. Water and wastewater. And like I said, uh, we had the head 
of uh, consolidated utility district here, and this is an area where Rutherford County is in the lead for a change, okay? They're ready for the growth. Now, there's more work to be done, but they're not just standing there waiting for something to happen. The consolidated utility district has been ahead of the curve on this. They've been proactive rather than reactive. But as far as the money for water and wastewater, to improve the nation's drinking water, the legislation would spend $55 billion on water and wastewater infrastructure. The bill would include $15 billion to replace lead pipes and $10 billion to address water contamination from, now this is going to be a good one here, Jack, polyfluorochill, I guess I'm pronouncing that right, okay, and I hope that's not a dirty word, but substances, or PFAs, chemicals that were used in the production of Teflon and have also been used in firefighting foam water repellent clothing, and many other items. Now, that's, that's in a nutshell what it goes for. Now, there's a lot more to it, okay? There's a lot more. All right. Folks, that's pretty well going to do it for what I've got for you tonight. Uh, as most of you know, ready? Uh, Thursday, the 11th, I believe it is, is, uh, hold on that, is Veterans Day. On November 19, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln gave an address known as the Gettysburg Address. I wanted to recite this for you because I think it's proper for us right now. Bring it up. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. 
that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to just about do it for us tonight. For all of us here, Jackson on the board, Dalton Barrett's running around here. You can keep playing that. Go ahead. Thank you for joining us. Jason Qualls, thanks for your calls. Jeff Neal, thank you. All the rest of you. Don't forget, Thursday is Veterans Day, okay? And you know a veteran, tell them thanks, okay? Now we're going to cut out of here just a little bit early because we're going to give Jackson time to get Bill in here and get set up. For the Evanly Raymer Show, I'm Ed Raymer. Thanks always for listening. Thanks to all of you, my listeners, all of you that listen periodically, to all of our sponsors. Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. Have a great week. Until next Sunday at 8 o'clock, I'll catch you down the road. Good night.